Welcome to PayTech Talk, the podcast of payment technology law, brought to you by the dedicated lawyers at Adderholt Munich. With PayTech Talk, you get the latest trends and topics and experience the world of payment, banking, and IT. Hello, everyone. This is Frank from PayTech Talk. A couple of days ago, I was lucky enough to be at the Money 2020 in Singapore. And guys, I can tell you, this show was rocking. I was talking to some really awesome people. And one of these people was Nitish Kennan, who's the CEO and co-founder of Circle Plus Payments, which is a software development company that uh, enables users to accept credit cards and Bitcoin transactions. Well, if you want to find out more about Nitish Cannon and his really awesome company, I suggest that you sit back, relax and enjoy Paytech Talk 19. Cheers, I'm Audi. Hi, this is Frank. I'm here at the Money 2020 Asia. Um, I'm sitting here with uh, Nitish uh, Bannon. Um, Nitish, uh, would you like to introduce yourself? Yep, so I'm uh, Nitish Cannon. I'm the CEO and founder of Circle Plus Payments. And it's a company that I started actually a few years ago um, when I came with the idea of tackling a pretty lofty goal of how do you empower the next 7 billion people to be part of the mobile payments revolution. And um, when you start a company with an idea with a really grand goal, I think you'll succeed much further than you know if you start with something small and try to scale up. So with that idea in mind, I, I came up with an idea of, okay, how do you build a solution to help anybody in the world have equal access to accepting credit card payments, doing global invoicing, being able to accept cryptocurrency like Bitcoin, which is probably the only cryptocurrency at the time, and also build a, our own e-wallet system that literally anybody could use. And I think we've come a long way in terms of achieving a big portion of that because I think we're in about 31 countries right now and we allow any merchant, any individual, any small business to be able to accept a credit card, accept Bitcoin and local currency, be able to do global invoicing from the country they're in to virtually anywhere in the world. And um, we built a, like our own e-wallet system. So it's almost like if you think about the Starbucks wallet, but now it's like a Starbucks wallet for every merchant. So anybody that uses our platform, it, it's almost like how WeChat did it for China. We do it for almost any country. So what's been really interesting about that is a lot of countries have wanted to go cashless recently. So I think Denmark announced that they want to go cashless in Sweden. And I saw in Canada last year, they, they, they made this whole big push that in the next five years or something that they want to start thinking about how to how to become a cashless economy and I think we fit in really well with that because it's it's almost like we work with the banks we work with the existing institutions and we were sort of in a, in a way a big data company that we are, we offer a lot of transparency accountability and so it, it's good that the government's kind of like us and banks like what we're doing credit card companies <laughs> So that is, uh, that is very interesting. Um, I would like to have more specifics on, on each and every product you just uh, yeah. summarized uh, pretty nice. Um, so how does this invoicing uh, feature work? So the invoicing feature is really cool because it's, it's actually one of our most popular features and it started out as we just built it as, as uh, like, like a side feature that, oh, you can do a point of sale, but why not just do invoicing just in case your merchants aren't always like in front of you. So we just thought it would be an option. And it turned out to be our most used thing and our highest uh, transaction volumes come from the invoicing feature. And the way it works is really, really simple. And I think that's why people like it is because we made invoicing extremely simple. So once you have the app and you sign up, let's say you're a law firm, you're an accounting firm, any professional services, 
you can basically use the invoicing feature to, to whether with, with a text message or, or email, you can just put the amount that you want to charge your client, send them the invoice, and then they get it in their email, they push pay, they download the app, they enter their card info, their like basic information, push pay, done. I mean, that's virtually as simple as it's like a one, two, three process for global invoicing. That's, that's a super huge easy. pain point that you know yeah. nobody's been able to solve seamlessly. It is. Okay, oh, that's, that's very interesting. Um, could you also explain a bit more about your e-wallet system and how it works and how, how can you operate it, what it does? Yeah. I think the e-wallet system is, is something that I'm the most proud of that we, we built because um, you know all these developing countries in the world are, are using things like, like WeChat and they're building their own, like, like Paytm in India, for instance, is really big. But the e-wallet system is really unique because I think that's the way that you, you turn countries cashless. And, and that's sort of been our goal is, is how do you make, to move forward as a society, I think we got to create efficiency, we got to create something where doing commerce is much easier between borders, between countries. And, and the credit card networks are still great for doing that. And with the e-wallet system, what it does is you can store your credit cards, even multiple credit cards, and just with your phone, you can do a QR code payment. And also, when you have third-party apps, you can integrate it into it. So if you open up the API, you can basically allow all the, the couponing, all, all the offers that, that, that merchants want to offer, loyalty rewards, and um, all, all these really interesting um, like third-party features right. that you can integrate that you couldn't do with the cash-based economy. So, I, I, And the other thing that, that's really useful is when you have an e-wallet system, it, it makes travel really easy. No matter what country you show up to, if the merchant can accept the QR code payment, you can make that transaction much, much more seamless. So you don't always have to deal with all the exchanging cash. and Because and, most of these developing countries are still very cash-based. So you go to Indonesia, Malaysia, India still, it's like they're trying to become cashless. And, and I think what the e-wallet system does is it's, it's almost like, you know, you go from like the 1.0 to 2.0, but this is like the 3.0. So you, it's like all these countries can kind of leapfrog most of the Western civilization that, you know, they're still on, on a backward system. So I think, I think that's, that's what we're trying to do with that. Wow, this is amazing. Yeah. So, and um, you said you're operating in 31 countries? Yes, yeah, 31 countries now. So all of Europe, um, North America, um, Hong Kong, Singapore, Australia, Japan. And we're launching this year Mexico and Brazil. We're adding two more countries. So, so uh, as you know, we are, uh, I'm from Germany, so um, um, European lawyer, German lawyer. Um, I would be interested in how you operate your business when you do it in, in Germany. So do you have an own banking uh, payment license or, or e-money license or do you work with partners? So we work with partners. So that's the reason we've been able to grow more efficiently is doing strategic partnerships. So we work with um, Stripe, which operates in a lot of, like I think over 23 countries now. And we also work with SumUp. And SumUp is actually based in Berlin, Germany. So that, yeah. that's pretty interesting that, you know, one of our uh, two partners is actually based out of there. And SumUp lets us go into 31 countries. And with that partnership with SumUp, what that really allowed is we had a problem where um, most of our, our, our clients were using the invoicing or they do the point of sale without any hardware. But there's still a large fraction of, of merchants that we didn't reach, the traditional ones like dry cleaners, coffee shops, um, you know, like dog walking companies, like photographers that still had a physical like business. And, and, and a lot of the merchants would come in with, with physical credit cards and being able to, be able to accept that seamlessly was, was a huge uh, problem that that you know we didn't have that ability to compete with Square or other companies like iZettle in Europe so that partnership with SumUp let us use one of the best uh, hardware technologies available using a Bluetooth wireless terminal and that can work with the integrating um, the existing point of sale systems that they have with, with an iPad or Android or anything that they have they can now accept those transactions to NFC and so well, it's very agnostic isn't it yeah 
So I think what we've sort of built is it's almost a platform in a way. So we don't go and say this is one is better than the others. It's sort of like our app works with everything else. So it's, it's very interesting. Yeah. So uh, do you have plans like for the future to have your own license to operate without partners? Is it just, just a strategic interest of yours or do you think it's better to have partners in, in each and every area um, and, and avoid licensing? So are there any plans? Are well, there's benefits and downsides to both. Um, I think having partnerships helps because it lets, you, it lets them handle all the difficult stuff on the back end for you in terms of all the legal issues and, and getting licensing. And then um, you, we can just focus on building great software for the consumer, for the front end, and, and making stuff that works and do what we're good at. And it also makes us just market and, and, and focus on, on, on that aspect of it. Because I think if we did that, we'd spend way too much money on regulation, compliance, and, and we wouldn't be where we are today if, if, if we were doing that and we'd burn too much capital, I think. Yeah. So having partnerships is always, I think, the way to go for us. Yeah. Interesting. So um, before we uh, before we finish off, I, I would I was all, I would also be interested uh, to get to know your your Bitcoin uh, feature. So how does this work? So the Bitcoin feature was was really cool because in 2015 I remember there was something like 15 million Bitcoin wallets in the world, and everybody said Bitcoin is really hard to accept, and it's a chicken and egg problem because people get Bitcoin but you can't spend it anywhere. So what's the use of having Bitcoin if you can't spend it anywhere? And merchants don't want to accept Bitcoin because it's like volatile, they don't want to hold Bitcoin, they don't know what a Bitcoin is. So we said, what if you just build the app where anybody with a Bitcoin wallet can pay a merchant in Bitcoin but they just accept dollars instantly, you know? So that was the no-brainer, so it's also chicken and egg problem. So it's almost like everybody that has the app now can accept Bitcoin even if you don't even know what a Bitcoin is. So you just charge them $15 and I pay with the Bitcoin wallet, you scan the QR code and you still get $15. But the advantage is you don't get chargebacks as a merchant, so and the fees are lower, or yeah. was at least initially. <laughs> so. Oh, very interesting. Uh, yeah. So thank you very much for the interview. And um, before we before we end it, um, how did you find that show? I mean, this was the first time in, in Asia in Singapore. So how do you like the Money Twenty Twenty Asia? I, I think it's really good that they brought it to Singapore this time because um, it gives a new perspective. Because I think Asia is going to be the biggest fintech capital of the world, and. and coming to Singapore, I saw so many great companies doing really good innovations here. And I was surprised to see that they're really forward thinking in terms of they really want to build a cashless economy. I've seen really interesting mobile wallets. Uh, uh, there's a lot more focus into crypto now that they're really taking it seriously, want to support the ecosystem. Um, the ICOs are, are you know, something that everybody's considering doing. So it's like every, it's on the back of everybody's mind. Even the banks are looking into it. Right. So I, I think it's really interesting that Asia's progressing a lot more, I think, than the West in some ways. So I really enjoyed the conference. And that's it. All right. Yeah. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank you for joining Paytech Talk today. For further information, visit your source for legal and industry-specific insights on payment, banking, and IT, and subscribe to our newsletter at paytechlaw.com.